0: we're committed to your pleasure here at the porncast and that means we won't promote anything that isn't alice tested and vet approved and this one is
1: definitely tested
0: several times over
1: yeah there was suction and fluffing and thermometers and the tea bags you mean tea bagging no i got
0: something in my eye and used tea bags to get the swelling to go down what did you get in your eye?
1: My husband's balls. It, it took a fucking village. A literal fucking village. And well worth it because thanks to Clone Willy, we've now cloned body parts on ourselves and willing volunteers. And we can even make them buzz. No pussies or cocks were harmed in the making of this partnership. We live in amazing times. Now, where can our listeners check this out, Alice? To clone it and bone it, go to clonawilly.com and type in promo code TGOM20 to get 20% off your first purchase. This is Two Girls, One Mike. The show
0: that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porncast where the orgasms are made up and the plot doesn't matter. I'm your co-host, Yvette Dontremont, and here is my lovely, vivacious, rambunctious, hysterical, and did I mention she has a nice butt? Co-host, Alice Vaughn. Alice, how the fuck are you doing today?
1: I'm so disappointed in you. The plot doesn't matter? I'm sorry. You
0: know, it doesn't, but that's why we can make fun of it, and it can still be a fantastic porn that gets you off.
1: I, I feel like I don't know you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that was part
0: of the premise of the podcast before we started doing this was, you know, you can make fun of the science in a sci-fi movie and too bad you still get out of that movie what you went in there for. And it's kind of the same thing with the porn, or at least it used to be before we really started doing this podcast. And now I'm like, no, I want the plot to be good.
1: I mean, the problem is now that if the plot sucks, I can't get off.
0: Yeah, it's really sad. Now I'm like, Really? Your entire plot was just stepmother thinks stepdaughter's boyfriend is hot. Like, that's your entire plot. Come on. Really?
1: This is a fake cab? You Okay, you don't have Venmo. You don't have PayPal. <laughs> there is no other way we can pay for this transaction except tips. This is the only way. To
0: be fair, I've had some really dark times in New York. But that was before Venmo, so I don't believe any of it now.
1: So, Riley, what do you think? And actually, guys, we have a guest on the show today. We
0: have a three-way scissoring today, guys. It's going to be very hot. I'm so excited.
1: That sounds very complicated.
0: You know, six legs shit can happen.
1: Am I that flexible is the question. So we have on the show, performer uh, and advocate, vice president of uh, APAC, the Adult Performer Advocacy Committee, Riley Reyes. Riley, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. I'm excited to be here. We're very happy to have you on with us.
1: So question, is there a way to pay for a taxicab other than money and tits?
2: Other than money and tits? I don't think so. There's so many other body parts. I feel like it's just money or sex. I guess you could give someone drugs or food, depending on their motivation, but probably not like a real cab, probably just like some guy you know.
0: I feel like most regular cabs are going to be like, nah, I wanted cash. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there are some that would be like, no, my as much as I would love you to suck my dick, like my boss is going to kill me if I don't come back with this ride paid for. Who knows? I've also never had to, you know, fuck a pizza delivery boy. But, you know, then again, my husband used to be a pizza delivery boy. So you could say I'm fucking one all the damn time. Well, there you go. (laughs) Does he ever bring you pizza is a better question. (gasps) He doesn't. This whole relationship is built on a throne of lies. And I need my husband to bring me a pizza. Clearly, I'm the cook in the house. He's the one that makes coffee.
2: It's important to have your roles figured out like that. Good division of labor. He makes
0: much better coffee than me. I. I it's not that he can't cook, it's that I love it. So that's how the, the division happened. But yeah, I do get to fuck up Delivery Boy. We should, oh, we should roll. We've never role played that though.
1: This is happening, and I'm going to mix it with the Horat Challenge. I kind of want you guys to go all in on this role play. Like, I want him to apply for a job at the local Pizza Hut or local pizza (laughs) store.
0: Really commit. I don't know which one he worked at. Like, you know, his high school job. And I'm like, I want him to show up to the door with a pizza.
1: I want you just to make the actual transaction. Like, call up your local Domino's and say, I would like to place an order. He applied for specifically the delivery boy job. And... He came to deliver a pizza, so. I figure give me a few days I can talk him into this. I'm very invested in my role play. I'm sorry, there's no other way to put this. You know, he was down for having his
0: penis cloned for clone So I'm pretty sure I can talk him into Baby. I have this idea. So how would you like to go back to working at Domino's again? Because you, love, I'm sure you loved it so much as a teenager.
1: Riley, what's the most interesting job you've had? Either a fake job performing in a porn or just in real life?
2: I mean, my job before I got into porn was uh, working in production. And I did a lot of theater And I did a lot of uh, department store window installations, actually, in New York City. So the high-end department store windows were pretty cool. We used to make a bunch of crazy sculptures. I'd be in some warehouse and Red Hook fiberglassing things in the middle of the summer. It was wild. That
0: actually sounds like a lot of fun.
2: Not the fiberglassing, but a lot of the other (laughs) stuff where I got to paint (laughs) and glitter things and put fake snow on stuff and make tiny Christmas elves. That was fun.
1: I can see that being good. So Riley, how did you get into the industry uh, since you were a creative before?
2: Well, I really consider myself kind of a hobbyist who went pro, right? So I was... Working as an artist, I was going to lots and lots of sex parties, like on weekends, sometimes even during the week. I had really fallen in with this cool crowd of like New York City, Brooklynite, Burners with lots of warehouse parties. Burners says and they go to Burning oh, yeah. Man and yeah. like polyamorous people, swingers, all having these really neat themed sex parties. And I was out playing, going to these parties constantly pretty much every weekend
1: now part of me wants to know if we have friends in common from that scene I, I have a strong feeling we have a lot of friends in common since i'm in new york and i have a lot of friends who are burners so
2: well i'm sure i have fucked some people you know um but that's uh, the scene kind of inspired me to try out porn i'd always wanted to try but people tell you uh it'll ruin your life and you'll be a social pariah but once i was friends with these people i said you know I don't think it will. I think these people will still like me and be my friend. And I did a few scenes just kind of on a lark and really liked it and ended up finally moving out to Los Angeles to pursue it full time.
0: I highly encourage moving to Los Angeles. Not not just for porn, just because Los Angeles is way better than anywhere else in the universe. Sorry, New York. I'm very offended by that. So, <laughs> I'm like, look, it's just it's New York only it's warm and you feel like you can take a breath once in a while because the city isn't screaming at you constantly. Oh, but you're not in traffic half
1: the day, so Okay, oh. fine, you win. What
2: about pizza rat? I think we're all forgetting the cultural importance of pizza rat. Pizza rat Was a hoax? No. Yes, it was
0: an amazingly well-executed hoax. I was shocked. Pizza Rat was all of us. (laughs) We were all a part of it, and it was all a part of us. But no, it was this person that pulls off these kind of like viral social media hoaxes. It's the most. I read the story of it, and I was like nothing is real and I question everything now. It's amazing all the little things that somebody might be out there doing, these little pranks that were like, this fucked with my senses of reality. And you think that it's real. And finding out Pizza Rat was a fake was just why?
1: I mean, it's just so symbolic of New York, too. I mean, I saw, I'm, and I'm not even kidding when I say this, I saw a few months ago a squirrel in the trees with a taco shell, and I felt like that embodied a lot of me. But I mean, still, Pizza Rat is just...
0: Alice, are you sure that's not your guy, your, your spirit creature that you, uh, it's not your form that you transform into, like in the Harry Potter universe? No, I am not. I feel a squirrel with a taco is you. <laughs> <laughs> You're very fast paced and you like tacos. I think it's you.
2: That's a powerful talisman. <laughs> yeah, squirrel with a
1: taco. So I feel like we kind of touched on this before we started the show, but mm-hmm. what are the horcruxes in porn? What are the pieces of one's of a porn star's soul? I think,
0: or where would you store your soul?
1: I mean, one of them easily, like a lot of souls can fit in Dred's penis or his testicles, at least.
0: There's another one for Dred's penis. His Dred's penis is actually one of Voldemort's Horcruxes.
2: <laughs> Dred's penis is a testament to what the human body can be. It defies all reason, and it's been inside my butthole, so I feel pretty proud.
0: Oh, we have questions. Ask. How long did it take to ease it in? That's what I got to know.
2: Well, the thing with anal is that if you're going for something that big, it isn't even really a day of sort of process. It's the like weeks leading up to it sort of process where you're going to work your way up like bigger and bigger butt plugs until you're ready. So the day of it didn't take that long.
1: Cool. I feel like this is should be an an Olympic event almost being able to mount it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he is Mount Dread. (laughs) <laughs> we just have all the respect in the world, both for that penis and for anyone who dares attempt it. So we... I got hemorrhoids just thinking about it.
2: Well, people do fisting, so, you know.
0: Yeah. Where would you hide your soul? For Actually, it would have to be something that people would have to work hard to find.
1: Well, it definitely is not in the tub of lube on set.
2: A Bible. Oh, a Bible would be an interesting one. I feel like one of the things about a horcrux is its creation, right? So you have to be tearing your soul into pieces while it is created so to create a horcrux in porn you would have to be doing some sort of an activity that sort of broke your soul a little bit so i feel like it would probably be at one of those big shiny red carpet events where all the cameras are pointed at me and i just want to be at home watching netflix i feel like my soul gets broken a little bit so probably one of my handbags from that nice nondescript barely comes out of the closet no one will think about it you know
0: (laughs) Put it into the goodie bag. That's, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, look, I oral lube. That's something I really needed because spit isn't a thing. Exactly.
1: Since we're all nerding out here, I did a little bit of research on you, Riley, and I found something that kind of made me fall in love with you.
0: When you run a podcast, it's called research. When you're just a plain old human on the internet, it's a little bit of stalking. Thanks. But we run a podcast,
2: so
1: it's cool. What'd you find? So I love how you created your last name for porn. Oh, yeah? Coming from Firefly, right?
2: Yeah. I had to change it, though. I haven't been Riley Reynolds in years because there was another uh, oh. Riley Reynolds who is an agent in Florida who ended up having a very unflattering documentary made about him, Hot Girls Wanted. Oh, my God. And uh, oh, <laughs> when I first started in porn, I used the name oh. Riley Reynolds. I was super excited to take the name of Malcolm Reynolds from Firefly. And then I had to change it because I was associated with him and it was not doing well for my brand. Ooh. So I changed it to a name as close as I could come. And I'm Riley Reyes. But uh, you did some digging. She is thorough. <laughs> but I'm sad to have lost my Firefly name. But oh. it was his birth name. And there was a big popular documentary. And there was no way I was going to Rest my name back from that.
0: Fair enough. I think I might have seen that one. Was was that the documentary on, on people looking for models in Russia? Or am I mixing it up with another creepy documentary?
2: It was a creepy documentary based in Florida and produced by Rashida Jones.
1: Oh, wait. I know which one you're talking about. That's the one where uh, they discuss people getting into the industry for about three months. Uh, the Florida culture of porn and all of that stuff with it, right? Yeah.
2: So the agent there is Riley Reynolds of Hussy Models. No.
1: That's correct.
2: Ooh, yeah, so that is, um, it's actually always interesting when people in interviews are like, so tell me about how you chose your name. And I'm like, I chose the nearest name I could get to my old name that I wanted.
1: oh, <laughs> <laughs> There was a nerd connection I tried.
2: Oh, <laughs> Firefly is very exciting. I got to see their 20th reunion panel at New York Comic Con. So there's that was cool. I can't believe it's, been that long since so
0: many people got so mad about it being canceled yeah and that was a couple years ago it was all fox's fault a lot of things are all fox's (laughs) fault sorry you're not sorry no i'm not at all yeah that seems fair i stand by that statement
1: but yeah, so talking about a shitty movie that of how uh, people are treated poorly in the industry, I think can be a decent segue to what you do, which is the wonderful work that APAC does. Why would we actually start by talking a little bit about what APAC is? Because I'm still learning about it and Yvette and I are industry adjacent.
0: Yeah, we consider ourselves, you know, not part of, you know, in this. And I don't think our audience or most of it has heard about this. So, and they should.
2: Well, APAC is the Adult Performer Advocacy Committee We are a small nonprofit, but we are run entirely by and for the performers. So unlike FSC, the Free Speech Coalition, which does amazing things for the industry, but is more representative of producers because that's where they get their funding. Mm -hmm. We are really by and for performers exclusively and try to provide them with support, resources, education. And we also do like lobbying and outreach to lawmakers to help us be better represented on that end.
1: That's awesome. I knew it was already a great group when I clicked on the homepage and one of the performers that I saw front and center was Ella Darling. Oh, and we
2: love her. Oh, yes. Ella was on the board for many years. She oh, is wow. no longer, but she is still a valued supporter.
1: So would you consider APAC a union for performers or just really a resource hub?
2: We're not a union. We are we're just an advocacy group. I love the idea of adult performers unionizing, but because we are so disparate and because yeah. we are so varied in our backgrounds, it's hard to get people to unite behind a banner for collective bargaining. So APAC just acts as an advocacy organization, a support organization, and a community organization. So
0: what type of specific things do you do for performers? I I think our audience would love to hear a few examples.
2: Yeah, I'd love to talk about the programs we have. I have recently pioneered a launch of a mentorship program where experienced performers can help newer performers in need who want to have that kind of community support. We also offer mental health resources. We've got a sign up for group therapy sessions for people in the industry, which we find people need often after a loss in the industry or something else difficult that's going on. And we also provide monthly meetings that are accompanied by some sort of an enriching Event. So it'll be a workshop on how to do rope bondage, or it'll be a class on how to handle your taxes, or it'll be a community event to support a cause. We just did our Pride Month meeting, which was to benefit Buck Angel's new charity, Transform House, for recently incarcerated trans folks to help mm. them transition to the next stage of their life.
0: Nice. That is an
2: amazing laundry list of of a very wide range of services. We keep busy and we try to help people with whatever they come to us with. People will come to us needing legal support to get out of a situation with an agent they're no longer happy with. People have come to us just for career advice. People have come to us looking to find just community events where they can be closer to their fellow performers. We get all kinds of inquiries and we try to help everyone we can. We also get inquiries from people who do not belong there, like just guys trying to get into porn or uh, things like that. We get a lot uh, of those.
0: That's special. And now, with SESTA-FOSTA, have new challenges and new things you, you need to provide resources to deal with, have any of those uh, come up because of SESTA-FOSTA?
2: Honestly, sesta Fasta has most distinctly impacted people who are doing full-service sex work, which is not specifically in our purview as an adult performer organization. But we have found that after SESTA-FOSTA, we've been able to form coalition with other sex worker activist groups to great effect. We've been helping try to push to get Senate bill I believe it's 233 passed here in California, which would help full service sex workers. It would not allow them to use condoms as evidence in cases prosecuting sex workers and also gives them immunity from being charged if they come forward about violent crimes they've witnessed or that have been perpetrated against them.
0: Oh, thank God.
2: So that's really cool and has made it yeah. through two of the three things it needs to do to get past. That's awesome.
1: Now, quick question regarding um, not utilizing condoms as evidence. I'm just curious uh, what the ide- rationale behind that
2: is. Honestly, I don't understand the rationale behind using them as evidence in many places in the United States and I'm sure the world just carrying condoms can make you a suspect as someone who sells sex.
1: Oh, okay, not a used condom. It just just having a pack of
2: condoms. Oh, I was thinking DNA testing, so. If you are, let's say a trans woman walking in the wrong part of town and you have condoms on you, they'll use that as evidence that you what? might be a sex worker. Correct? And that is outrageous oh, wow. and encourages unsafe behavior and uh, makes things riskier for those most marginalized. And so APAC is for adult performers specifically, but we always try to lend a hand if there are other sex worker causes that we can boost like that.
0: My brain's still going, you mean having a condom on you
2: can, like yeah, I'll get over that in like two weeks. Yeah, they're really reaching for straws to profile people, usually trans women of color it's real gross. Yeah,
1: that's very disappointing. And another thing you mentioned, actually, so going back for a hot second, sometimes even weeding out potentially bad apples, you know, people coming into the industry who really, you know, set their expectations differently, or even maybe directors um, or persons who may not be acting well. So I'm curious, I know even one of our patrons, um, Mike uh, Sorbetsko, he was interested in what might be being done, if anything, to address bad behavior within the industry. I feel like everybody has had an idea of how Me Too has kind of impacted really everything else, but no one's really talked about what's being done in porn, if anything at all.
2: I feel like in porn, since it's sort of decentralized, it becomes hard to have any kind of A body that will oversee these sorts of problems. The porn industry doesn't have an HR. The closest thing it has is APAC and FSC. And we really fall short of being able to fulfill those duties. Having a board that can oversee complaints, provide people with training, and gain some kind of justice is a special skill set all in itself. You basically need an HR department to be operating. And we simply don't have one as an industry and so right now we're operating on pretty much a call-out culture and then independent investigations by the production company associated with the director or photographer who had the complaint against them and those investigations are varying in rigor and in public satisfaction with their accountability which is a shame.
0: I mean, we know that there have been complaints about, for instance, James Dean in the past. I mean, some fairly severe complaints and he's performing again and there are some performers that just won't work with the companies that are hiring him. And I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's right, that, you know, some women are just staying away from potential work. Like, I don't want to say that it's mandatory that it be forced out of the industry, but it's very strange that they were like, well, he might have done something that, that violates the rules of everything we try to say is happening in sex and should happen in consensual sex. But we're just going to we're going to let that slide. Like, I don't know what the answer to that is. Well,
2: it's really frustrating that we have no framework for any kind of justice, really. It's all just vague and decentralized. But ideally, if we could have a framework I would like, I would like it to be one that was based on restorative justice. That makes sense. The allegations that I know of against James were from a while ago. And I certainly am not saying they didn't happen. I'm saying I would like to see a path towards a uh, redemption that he could take mm-hmm. to re-enter the community in a way that was fully accountable and yeah. not just this sort of vague, well, I guess well, it's been back. long enough that he was in timeout. Let's test it again, kind of vibe that I'm getting now. I wish there was something a little more. Yeah. I mean,
0: that's okay for when your dog shits on the carpet, but not when a human does it to your industry. And I don't know what the answer is. Like, is there an amount of time? Yeah, those are just the things we're struggling with, I
2: guess. I have interacted with him and I get the impression from interacting with him that he understands why what he did before was wrong and is interested in interacting with the culture in a way that is productive and positive at this point. But at the end of the day, I'm just one person who talked to him a few times. I'd love for there to be a system in place that could actually create a restorative justice structure yeah
1: exactly that would be fantastic yeah the problem is especially with call out culture it's Yes, you can call out bad behavior, but what is the actionable thing that you can do? The problem is, especially in porn, is that if hypothetically something happens on set, I mean, not only do you not have HR, but if hypothetically someone does something non-consensual on set to you guys, it's going to be even harder to hypothetically go to even the cops because...
0: Well, you're a porn actor. Didn't you know this is part of the deal?
1: Exactly. And that's not okay at all. Their problem is that they make so many assumptions about you guys, as well as the industry itself, that you guys get less help than really anyone.
2: Yeah. uh, Law enforcement doesn't know what to do if one of us tries to come up to them with an assault story because their whole idea is, didn't you get paid to go to set and have sex? And they don't have any kind of understanding of nuance, and there's no way for them to really interact
0: with it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. You're saying cops don't understand nuance? What, what are you saying? You, you crazy ideas you're having here. The
2: whole legal system doesn't understand anything involving nuance and consent. Like, no. it has a lot of trouble even recognizing a date rape as a rape because you went out with the intent to go on a Mm -hmm. date. Now, if you showed up on set to a highly stigmatized profession to have sex on camera for a living, the legal system really is not prepared to give you any kind of justice. And so you have to sort of seek it on your own through your community.
1: And it sucks. And it's interesting because I've heard... It's funny, people will come to me and say, But Alice, they'll say that you need consent during every step of the wait. Like, you can do. I kiss you? Can I touch you? Can I do this? Can I t-? Yeah, have you ever had sex with someone? I I wanna ask those people. And to those same people, I kinda wanna say like what
0: about when I stick a finger in your butthole? Is exactly. that okay? I didn't ask. It's I, do I have to as soon as I'm naked, it means I can put anything in anything and not ask, according to some people, which is shitty. Right.
2: I feel like there's an opportunity on every adult set. Since you guys are industry adjacent, you probably know this. Before every scene, you'll have a little quick talk about do's and don'ts. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, that's your opportunity to communicate that. But I find a lot, especially with newer performers, they don't even necessarily know what might come up that they are not comfortable with. Like a newer girl might not realize she has to say, I don't like spit in my face, please. Or don't choke me. Uh, Those are things that I know I would have to say if I didn't want them. But a lot of people don't necessarily know what the sandbox that they're playing in looks like, what the edges of it are, and which things they would have to negotiate before they start doing a scene. Like I
0: did not know that I did not like canes until the first time I tried having someone cane me and it was not pleasant. And I did not like, and I don't know still if they were just bad at it. How do you know that going in? Or it was just, that's how I learned. And it would have sucked a lot to find out on a porn set.
2: I always am fascinated with people who do experimentation on camera for that reason. So oh my like, God. I know some people like love that they have documented their firsts and they got to explore on camera. Sophia Grace told me that was one of her favorite things about porn is that she got to do all the sexual exploration on camera. And I'm just sitting there going, well, what if you didn't like it? It's so much pressure to. Yeah I'm, not,
0: yeah, I'm not a good enough actor to pretend that something's making me feel good when I want to punch the person doing it to me in the face.
2: Sorry. Right. So I think part of the problem is people don't understand what they can negotiate for. I've noticed more and more companies because of this problem have implemented two things. One of them is for a performer on performer concerns, what we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. And what they've done for that is they've started including a consent checklist for performers, something really simple that just has your physical and your verbal do's and don'ts that performers can fill out before a scene for one another. I know Gamma is doing this in all their sets and several other companies have started to do this, I think to legally cover their asses, but it's also creating a consent culture that i like to see and i'm excited that it's there
1: i think that's great
2: however a lot of performers seem to view it as stupid like i've been on set with people who are having to fill this out they're like what do you mean like names you can't call me i'm like if you don't want to be called a whore that's a thing like (sighs) what do you mean like do's and don'ts i'm like well like some people don't like to be choked some people don't like to be spit on some people don't like snowballing like you just just pick the things you don't want to do and if it's and uh they even on the gamma sets require you to write n a if there's nothing that you want to say just so that they have a documentation that you had the option to say that and uh when they give you this paperwork they also tell you that you have the right to change your mind at any time and call cut at any time if you change your mind about how you feel during the course of the scene which i think is really a step in the right direction
1: i think that's completely fair i mean you could be hypothetically let's say into Uh, choking, but maybe a specific performer is doing it in a way that you don't feel comfortable with them doing that to you. So why not say, no, actually, we tried it during the scene. I'm I'm good. Let's not continue. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's important to be able to retract. This is a win for everyone. Hopefully the culture will start to become more comfortable with this idea of talking about your do's and don'ts. I think it makes a better scene. I think it's hotter and it will have better sex if I have a little sheet or I can go, you know what? I don't really like it when you spank me, but like, I would love it if you choked me and I like things to be really sloppy with lots of spit. Are you comfortable with that? And I think that you get a better scene when people know what each other like. I don't think there's anything bad about it. Yeah. Get
0: excited about things together as opposed to talking someone into it. Crazy thought.
1: So, Actually, this kind of leans into another question that another one of our patrons had, uh, Paul. He mentioned, um, what do you wish people knew about the porn they consume and the people who help make it? I mean, we're kinda of getting into the topic of ethical porn. Um, and we always encourage our listeners to pay for your porn. Seriously guys, pay for your porn. Pay for your porn. But In all honesty, people have asked, well, how do I know what I'm consuming is ethical? I mean, do you have any insight into that?
2: The best surefire way to know that someone wants to be making the porn you're consuming is to buy the porn that they make themselves. Subscribe to their OnlyFans. Buy from their clips for sale. Buy it directly from the performer that you like. Because... That way, you know that they're basically just making the porn that they want to make with their buddies.
0: That is a really good
2: piece of insight. Otherwise, I mean, I could list off a bunch of companies that I like and that I've had good experiences with, but honestly, people's experiences vary and I Mm -hmm. feel a little bit reticent to project my own experiences onto everybody else, but I'd say just try to go out there and honestly consuming from the bigger studios or directly from performers is probably the safest studios like penthouse or like gamma who i've been talking so fondly of or like even uh kink who had a bit of a rocky start now has really amazing consent work any of these more big brands are going to have a more uh, well-oiled consent machine and sort of hr department in a way It's basically big studios or direct from performer. And of course, I like direct from performer because that's me. And that's me and my friends having the sex that we want to have, you know, in our apartments and filming it for you guys. And there's something really cool and intimate about that.
0: Here at 2 Girls 1 Mike,
1: we think it's important to support you in your masturbatory habits. It's sex with someone you love. And we love them too. Love's a really strong word. According to my therapist. We care about getting each and every one of them a better orgasm, and that is close enough. And we would never recommend anything we haven't personally tested. Which is why you can trust us when we say we highly recommend Clona Willie. Because with Clona Willie, you can masturbate and have sex with someone you love while at home and shame-eating Uber Eats.
0: I told you to take the camera out of my home. Oops. So with Clona Willy, you can make a dildo and now a fleshlight out of your own anatomy. As we've found, it's a fun and messy process. And if you're doing this on your partner, they're strategizing and evasive maneuvering. It's kind of like adult risk, but instead of winning
1: a fake country, you get a real vibrator. And do what you want with it, hang it on a wall. Hide it in your goodie drawer for when you're home alone. Send it to your significant other as the only version of you that's willing to fly United. Use it to fix a broken leak. Or to cause one. Personal experience. Use it as a beer cozy. Smash the patriarchy with the cold one, ladies. So crack a cold one with the boys. Stick it in the girls. Where can our listeners find out more about this madness?
0: (laughs) To clone it and bone it, go to clonawilly.com to check it out and type in the promo code TGOM20 to get 20% off your first purchase.
1: God, I really... All right, now this is just going into my own fantasy territory because I just want to start sublime. I feel like Alice is
0: going to be a cam girl one day.
1: I no, swear I'm to not. God. I, no, stop it. Maybe
0: there is nothing wrong with that, and your ass would make a killing. I'm just saying. No, she, what, she okay, has a great ass. You don't even just, know where I'm going I'm with this. I know. I just I was just derailing it as usual. Start. <laughs> go on. Go on.
1: Green screens. So Riley, I kind of want more performers to have green screens because yes. You could be putting a dildo into your ass, but what if
0: it was on the moon? I want it to be on the set of Jurassic Park. I want dinosaurs ripping each other to shreds behind your fucking.
2: Oh my god! I should get a green screen because I'm obsessed with Bad Dragon. I've got all these really fun fantasy dildos, we are and I big always feel fans. like they don't really fit in in my bedroom or my living room or any of the other sets I can rent. Even like the cool ones, it's like a bar or a restaurant or. A doctor's office or a school. They still does not fit with the Bad Dragon dildos, but I could green screen in all kinds of crazy fantasy shit.
1: You could be a guest on Larry King. Oh my my God, God, shut up.
2: I have a green screen you can borrow. I live in in the DTLA area. That's amazing. I'm going to get my elf ears and all my various monster (gasps) dildos and show up at your house.
0: Oh my God. It's Don't tempt her. This is going to happen. I know. When we first moved into this place, it's basically the area where our bed is now was once upon a time used as a stage and when we first put the bed onto it because they had not taken down the lights and the speakers we were like fuck does our bedroom look like a porn set and I'm 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 a little sad that the lights were taken down like the part of me that's like I would like a place that looks livable thank you uh is glad that they're down but like for a while it was like Can we turn on the red and blue lights while we're having sex tonight? We have enough lights and everything set up. And I'm like, when should we start renting this out for porn productions?
2: Well, now you've done it. Now you're not going to be able to get rid of me. Darn. Come on over. I'll set up the green screen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a shame having Riley come over film a scene yeah
2: come over and do weird stuff
1: how weird I might be into it I'll pay for it we have
0: whatever you need here I'll provide the sanitation and the lube you go to town I even have a really good camera
2: he's like loudly fisting myself in your home in front of your green
0: screen (laughs) define loudly like will the entire house here or just the apartment because either way it's great I just want to know
2: Definitely, at least the apartment. Depends how into it I get, I guess.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Let's bring over the bat, the bad dragon toys, too. People need to see oh, those. They're, yeah. they're fantastic. If you guys don't know, these things look like either monster penises or tails or tentacles. They're just, they're beautiful. If
2: you want a Demogorgon dick, they have it. Oh, I haven't gotten a Demogorgon. Currently, I have a tentacle that glows in the dark. I have a horse dick. I have one of their big, thick dragon dicks. It's like It's like a fist in its proportions, which I appreciate. And uh, then I have the uh, Griffin dick, but it also, it has a cum tube so I can make it squirt. I want two.
0: There was one uh, on there that I decided to order uh, specifically because I'm like, I remember killing that creature in Witcher 3. I totally want the dick of it. So if y'all want to know how nerdy I am, that's how I order my dildos. Have I killed the creature in a nerd video game? Yes, I want the dick.
1: Their cum lube looks so much like cum. It's kind of creepy.
2: (laughs) It's got a really great viscosity for anal play too. Oh, I'm ordering that too. I really appreciate. I like. I love that I'm just like completely non-spawn here. I'm like, bad dragon, please notice me. Let me be your spokesmodel. I believe in you. We love bad dragon here too. So
0: it's go ahead and talk about all you want.
1: Oh yeah, I uh, I have a few of their chiefs. Um, that's all I'm saying. I am a very happy lady because of them. So
0: yeah, we've used and we approve. So eventually, we're going to get them as sponsors here. Don't worry, we're working on it. We want to get you those promo codes because we want you to pay for your sex and for your toys, but not too much.
2: They've been very supportive, I think, because I put up publicity for them whenever I get a new toy. So they've, they'll have they give me discounts as it is. Nice.
1: I saw someone, and I think it was a Bad Dragon toy. Um, it has to be. I'm going back to my brain from like a week ago. There was a clip online on Twitter, I think it was, that either Tommy shared or someone liked, and... It was a woman, super tiny. Actually, Riley, she looked a lot like you. Maybe she was you. Was it you? Um, We'll find out soon. We'll find out very quickly. But the point is, it was a tentacle, but it was a huge tentacle. It went up to like boob height. From when she was sitting And that first off concerned me uh, Second off she was very tiny And she got that all into her ass In one shot just went it's in the and dread wonder,
2: tentacle
1: No it's bigger
2: it was it's bigger. bigger It's the dreadicle I saw that
1: Okay so number one How many organs did she have to remove to get that in
2: You know it's really amazing Anally people can accommodate So much oh, yeah like honestly, I can fit more vaginally, but I really respect like intense high-level anal training like that. And I really like topping for people who aspire to that level of anal slutiness. Like Natalie Mars is amazing as an anal bottom and so is uh, Michael Vegas. They both just they could really put a lot in there, and I really have fun with that. I,
0: I'm just laughing because I love that we're at a type of conversation where we're like, we applaud all the things you stick in your ass for our plot. Thank you so much for for the expansive work you do. Literally, yeah, it's it's
1: laudable. It really it is. is, and there are people who are like, "No, I have the clown car of anuses." <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> I yeah, I, I so have impressed. nothing to respond with to that. <laughs> You know what? As someone who once dated a guy with a clown fetish, that's the closest I'll get. So
0: that's a red for me. Uh, like I tried a latex guy, clown fetish. I'm like, I look. I don't have that much time to put on makeup. Like
2: I, I say that I wear clown makeup, uh, but like I stop a little short of like. I've been to a clown themed orgy. <gasps> oh, talk! <gasps> I went to. A friend's birthday party in Bushwick. He is really into clowning and had always wanted to have a clown orgy. The girl he was dating at the time was sort of a burlesque chick and he asked for his birthday present to be a clown orgy and a lot of people in the scene sort of grumbled said they wouldn't be coming and he said, I understand it's not everyone's cup of tea but this is my birthday and I've really wanted this for so long and so everyone who went had to be in costume. I painted my face up and I went to this fantastic clown sex party. Wow.
1: Were there different types of clowns? Did someone show up as it? Were there balloons? Did someone try making a balloon animal out of a penis? I need to know. And
2: then stick it in an ass. There were balloons. I didn't see anyone sort them into anyone. No one went as scary clowns. It was all just sort of designed to be like Circus clowns, someone for the happy clown, someone for the sad clown. A
1: little bit of everything. Oh, and
2: he got a circle of boobs also for his birthday present. So we put him in the middle of a circle of us dressed as clowns with our tits out, right? He closed his eyes. He got spun around really, really fast. And then he opened his eyes again and just like walked towards the first pair of boobs he saw. And then he grabbed all the boobs he could. And since we were clowns, we all started to each make our own noise for when <laughs> we grab our boobs. So we started like honking. A rubber. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. so circle of clown boobs just a reminder children at home all these things are okay if everyone has consented yeah and of course he asked right before the circle of boobs he said who would like to come to the this room with me and let me grab their boobs so we all went to a separate room if that was something we were interested in and okay with yeah
1: that's amazing um that's so what cool. other themed orgies have you been to or have them just not held up to clown orgy
2: Whew.
0: if you have anything on the top set i
2: need to know. The clown orgy was definitely the most funny storyable. I think the most impressive one in terms of world building was a post-apocalypse themed one. Oh, my God. The the guy who threw it created an entire story about post-apocalyptic New Brooklyn. He posted all of the events and stories in character as the warlord of post-apocalyptic new brooklyn i played a character there and helped him throw the party as one of his handmaidens he had a guard he had like a whole thing that he staged like later on as he was like going mad with power and he stayed in character so it was like a post-apocalyptic sex party meets LARP, at least on his part, because he really committed to the character all night. Other people kind of came as themselves.
1: So based on the level of detail and planning, number one... This is
0: something Alice is going to start doing.
1: Maybe. uh, I'm not saying that I'm wet over here, but sploosh. How many (laughs)
0: binders does it take to make a good party? That's what Alice wants to know. That's what gets her really hard.
1: This definitely sounds like three binders at least, bare minimum.
2: Yeah, this this guy definitely is someone who appreciates Vampire the Masquerade. He also did a Vampire the Masquerade-themed party in which he stayed in character and sort of wrote oh a whole story for himself as the host, and we all dressed color-coded based on, like, which of the houses we were in. He really got Oh, into man. It. He likes those White Wolf gaming systems. I'm not saying Alice
0: is going to start throwing sex parties, but I'm saying if she does, this is how she's doing it. Well, I'll have
2: to introduce the two of you. <laughs> he still lives in Manhattan. Uh,
1: Yes. So, (laughs) okay, I'll be frank. I haven't gone to a sex party yet in New York. Uh, Out of sheer curiosity, I'll eventually go to one. But the problem is I feel like my standards are around LARP, more of because I am a nerd, that's the kind of world I'm interested in. I'm into people actually caring about roles and character. So you do something post-apocalyptic, you create a storyline. You find that a lot
0: of these sex parties, the first like 20 minutes to an hour that everyone's there, there are a lot of people that are kind of nervous about the fact that eventually they're going to be naked and a lot of other people are going to see them. (laughs) So people forget to stay in character.
2: Yeah, a lot of these were sort of like, invite only within like the community that I was in. So you'd have to at least be vouched for by someone and come in as as their couple or thruple or whatever you wanted to do. And usually for the ones I went to the first hour or so would be people are coming in the door and it's almost like a variety cabaret style act of whatever the thing is. The clown party was a lot less LARP-like and a lot more of like a cabaret with like cool variety acts and like burlesque and stuff like that because that was that group.
1: I just really hope someone committed ahead of time and just said, no, I'm I'm staying at home. I can't shoot any clips because I need to learn how to make a balloon animal.
2: I came in as a Skype guest to the second vampire the masquerade party as like this freaky vampire oracle. I did this crazy makeup with like tear stains like running down my face and Like we had a whole thing where I couldn't be there to have sex with people, but I made an appearance to be part of the story. I feel like
0: if there is a picture of this makeup, we need to take that picture and use it for the promo for this episode. Oh my gosh, I'll
2: have to go find it. It was on my first Instagram that got deleted, but it may be findable somewhere. We found our favorite nerd in the porniverse and we're showing it off. Oh my gosh, you you guys, you're just sitting here with me with like kind of my tiger skull tapestry in the background, but there is a giant wall-sized... Rebel Alliance sigil (gasps) from Star Wars next to me. Uh, Oh my god! See a poster for the thing. Just a ton of video games. Let's see a Wii, a PS4, a PS2. Let's see an Nintendo. Oh yeah, come over and we can battle it out in Mario Kart. Yeah, got a 360 over there. Like we just got like just a huge. I do not have a Switch (gasps) yet, but it is it is on my wish list right now. If any fans would like to buy that for me, like it's a, a big old Xena and X Files box set. Like that. This is how I'm living. Love it. Nerdery and porn. I see nothing wrong
0: with this lifestyle.
1: Oh, it's not like most of our audience isn't turned on by that thought.
0: Everyone who wasn't already maxed out on places they were subscribing to for their porn, they're like, all right, clicking. Where's her website? I need it now.
2: I'll be launching my own OnlyFans here very soon. If they follow me on social media, they'll be able to catch that launch. I'm currently stacking up a bunch of fun content for it. But yeah, they can... Hang out and see my nerdy self in action because like I've got a ton of video games and tabletop games and I spent the other thing I spend my spare time doing besides activism is uh, martial arts. So it's just going to be a ton of like jujitsu shit, nerdy shit, and then just like me being a pervert. That's the whole.
1: Jujitsu comes super in handy, though, because you don't have to be big and massive. You just need to uh, you
0: need to leverage someone else's body against
2: them exactly sometimes if someone's bigger they're even easier to choke their neck's just right there isn't it just asking for it
1: (laughs) unless they have no neck (laughs) I know so many ways to choke people now. It's exciting. This is very true. Just a little bitty pinch right on
0: right
2: on the sides.
1: But if they have no neck, how do you grab it?
2: Exactly. I'm saying the bigger people with the bigger necks, I appreciate them.
0: Because, I mean, normally you pinch the blood vessels. Oh. Is it, does it push them further out?
2: Well, a lot of the things that I do in jujitsu, I'm often using people's collars or using my forearm to kind of... It's a visual gag, but there's a lot of different ways that you can choke someone, not necessarily just using your hands. It's like your hands and your arms and your forearms and sometimes their arm and your leg. And it's a whole – there's a lot of ways –
0: Note to self, sign up for jujitsu. It's pretty
2: sexy. We roll around and get sweaty and try to choke each other. I'm into it on a fetish level. And it's also super nerdy because it's a strategy game that you play with your body. One of my friends says uh, it's like trying to solve a Rubik's Cube that's trying to solve you at the same time.
0: I love that comparison. This is not in any way making me not want to sign up for jiu-jitsu lessons. Yeah, that's a
2: thing I want to do now. It is one of the nerdiest martial arts, perhaps the nerdiest. There's just something about the fact that it's like legitimate people who enjoy physics puzzles using the body. Like, oh, so if you move the fulcrum a little bit closer, you could break somebody's arm like this. And that's why you tap. Oh,
1: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So I did jujitsu years ago for a short period of time, and because uh, I... Kind of double join it a little bit. Uh, when they tried tapping me out, there were a lot of times they just couldn't do
2: it. Interesting. Yeah. I'm curious what submissions would work on you. Well, you're definitely still chokeable.
1: Oh, de- oh, oh yeah. very chokeable. Um, <laughs> sorry, audience. Now you guys all know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there are a couple of different ways you can choke someone. A lot of times, people who don't know will go for the front of the throat because they think cut off the airway. There are like a couple of different spots you can pinch on the side of the neck that grab the blood vessels that stop the air and you'll get a few seconds of being feeling a little high from being oxygen deprived but you have to like please don't learn how to choke from me describing it please look this up go to a class have somebody teach it to you but yeah like don't go for the windpipe
2: yeah definitely even at home for sexy times just avoid the windpipe that's an amateur move right there if you're crushing and hurting my windpipe That's not even going to get you the good effects from the choking, like the good sexy effects from the choking people want or the feeling of the hand on the neck and the lightheadedness you get from like losing the blood to the brain. But you have to be very careful with that and very communicative and do please do your research. You don't want people to pass out. It could cause brain damage, right? You don't want to cause your partner brain damage. That's not nice. I mean, depends on the... I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: (laughs) Why are you having sex with them if you want to give them brain damage?
0: This is why it was a joke with no meaning whatsoever. (laughs) There you go.
1: So speaking of uh, safety tips during sex. So obviously there's a number of people who will look at porn stars and say, I want to fuck like a porn star. I'm sure a fair amount to you, a lot of rookie mistakes what are some fun maybe sex tips uh that you can give to our audience listeners at home of do's and or dotes aside from don't break your partner's neck
2: well i literally also teach classes at sex toy stores and swinger events and dungeons on how to fuck like a porn star my most popular classes being oral like a porn star and anal like a porn star one of my most popular classes is my anal it's the question i receive the most so i'm going to talk a bit about that i feel like uh part of the problem with anal is that it's shown a lot in porn but we show nothing of the warmth that leads to it maybe yep. we'll show something with a toy or some fingers but we don't really show a realistic warm-up usually someone has warmed up offset and like i said for the dread scene if you're getting to bigger sizes, you were not at home for weeks leading up to it and people just don't know the training required to do the physical feats that we do. So what I suggest to people for anal, it's not just about lube and going slow. It's about training your body to take bigger sizes. My biggest piece of advice is to masturbate anally using toys, starting from small and working your way up and really give yourself orgasms with something in there. So you get to know your body and get to know what you do and don't like. That way it's not just a favor you're doing for some guy. It's a way that you can experience pleasure and get to know your own body and own your pleasure. I think that's really important. And otherwise uh, I say pain-free anal is the goal. A lot of people think you should and bear it and wince through the pain. You'll get to the good part. And plenty of people get drunk on tequila and do that. And they have a fine enough time. I did that for a while, but I realized that if you warm up and stretch and take your time, use your toys, use your lube and get your body to where it can stretch it's just like yoga you stretch to the point of discomfort not the point of pain and you stay right there at the point of discomfort and breathe into it until you're ready to go deeper and it should be the same way with anal sex i don't see why people are so unkind to their poor buttholes when they treat their other muscles with more respect
1: please think of the buttholes
2: people yeah guys it's a delicate area
1: i feel like we should come out with like, wristbands. I mean, they had that for, what was it, testicular cancer at some point? The yellow wristbands? We should have butthole wristbands.
2: They'll be brown. <laughs> Anal wellness awareness.
0: We'll also have pink ones for people who are in favor of bleached assholes, which, whatever whatever works for your asshole, we support its health and safety and pleasure.
1: I feel like instead of Save the Whales, we should have t-shirts of Save the Anus.
2: Really? I forget who it was I saw speaking. I think it was Jessica Drake who was up on a stage making the audience say with her, no more oops, wrong hole. Oh, my God. <laughs> because she's like, that's not an acceptable way to try to negotiate to get anal. Nobody doesn't know
0: they're sticking it in there. Or at least I don't think that's a thing you can do. If you've ever felt the warmth of, of one and the other, you don't go, oh, I
2: couldn't tell. what. no. I've had some no. clumsy things where they almost started to. But honestly, yeah. it's tight enough spot that like you notice pretty quickly. Like.
0: It's not like all of a sudden this vagina got to the point where you have to like shove it in like that's not a thing
2: Like why is there
0: suddenly this resistance? It's because it's a different hole, bro Yeah, this one's got muscular tension, man
2: I really think it's weird that there are so many guys who want to put things in a a girl's ass And wouldn't even be willing to put a finger in their own to see what they're doing and they have prostates Prostates the thing is in BDSM a proper top who's shopping for a crop or a cane or a flogger will test it on their own forearm before bringing it home to use on their sub. That way they know what they're doing, even though they don't enjoy pain. And I always tell the guys who are in the couples who come to my anal class, like, hey, even if anal penetration isn't your thing that you want to feel, you should at least put a finger in yourself sometimes so you know what you're doing. Yeah, feel what it feels like to work
0: up to it. Feel like just so you know. Even something small like a finger or a really small butt plug with if not properly worked up to, if just shoved in there is gonna hurt and I don't think that people who haven't tried it or just want it and have no conception that somebody could do that to them, that's not a thing they consider when being like, "No, I can just shove this in. I saw it in a porn."
2: That's one of the biggest pieces of sex education I want to get out there is like It takes time, not just the day of, but often like weeks or months leading up to trying it. And that it should be something in which you know your body that's about pleasure, not about pain and sort of sacrificing for someone else. That's not sexy. So guys, just patience and work and you too can have fucking
0: kick-ass butt sex. You can. I believe in you.
1: We need motivational posters for the show. Uh, This is the second time I'm requesting them. So if you want a motivational poster, please... Email us, info at twogirls one com. Uh, we believe in you, and maybe with an anal scene. Oh, my gosh.
0: I want, like, just a picture of the mountains in the background with the phrase, use more lube. <laughs> <laughs> wash your junk. Just all of our little things in this, that we use in the show all the time. I just, I want to wash your junk one.
2: I like the idea of one that says, I believe in you, that's just, like, a black-gloved fist. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. I think that's the thing we should start selling on our website.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All we need are two of you to write in. That's it. Two. And we'll make it. I'll make it. I have time. I, I Actually, I don't have time, but I'll figure it out. She'll
0: send it to me and be like, Yvette, you need to make this happen. <laughs> There'll be a division of labor.
1: We'll end up uh, going to the AEEs next year and we'll start just handing out different campaign posters. There'll be safety posters The do's and don'ts.
2: I mean, people have so much that they need to know. And people get so many ideas about sexuality from porn. And it's, it's unfortunate that there isn't a more open sexual dialogue or better sex education in our culture. Because to get your sex education solely from porn is like trying to learn to drive from watching fast and the furious or trying to learn from to fight from watching wwe it's just not what you do it's for entertainment it's for titillation and it's fun but if that's the only information you're getting you have a serious gap in your education
1: so listeners of the show know that uh one of the ways that i learned my sex education was through cosmo the magazine yeah yeah i see your faces
0: that's not uncommon yeah. It happened to me too. And it took like my twenties to undo all of that damage. Oh that it did. Put a donut on your man's dick. No, do not do that.
1: Oh, uh, I used a shoelace on a guy's dick because Cosmo said it would spice things up. Oh, would- I need
0: to know how this ha- how this worked out. What did you do with the shoelace to the dick?
1: Wrapped it around the dick, kind of Indian burned him. It's not my fault. It's Cosmos. <gasps> Cosmo, what
2: the fuck? You would definitely use a shoelace for like um, almost like cock and balls bondage in which you could like sort of make almost like a figure eight around the balls and you could create that like constriction. So it would be like a cock ring and sort of stimulation, but it's, it's a little dummy, and it requires skills and you would have to do some research there. Oh no,
1: this was like 18 year old Alice had no idea what she was doing got all her sex ed, and not from Catholic school, but from Cosmopolitan. So yeah. that and well, some, there we go. I, I've had also ice cubes I've used on men. Don't do
0: that. I think I dated a guy who used Cosmo for his sex tips because he got the impression that ice cubes in there was a delightful experience. And I was tied up at the time. I'm sitting here going, "This is not the worst thing that I've had." If it's giving him pleasure, fine. I'm a little bit of a of a masochist, still playing to someone's sadistic tendencies. But at the same time, I'm like, "Who told someone this is going to be a good time?"
2: Yeah, ice really is more of a thing that you can use for torture, unless you temper it a bit like you can hold it in your mouth and like run it gently over someone so it's a little bit cooling or you can hold it in your hand and just drip the cool water if you want to be sensual but again these are all these are all skills that require finesse this person filled a condom with water and froze it oh god no yeah that that is kinky in a painful way
0: yeah <laughs> like if it's for the record not a thing i if i found out that was not a thing i was into it's i feel like like and i i just don't like the cold anyway so why would i like it directly on my lady parts so that's I also the more sexual adventures you have the more things you find out you are into or not into
1: i think i just read the article of how to use items in your kitchen junk drawer uh during sexual role play 101
2: spatulas that's amazing spatulas I mean, I have a femdom clip that's kind of like that in which I have them do terrible, torturous things to themselves with things they might find in their kitchen drunk drawer. Nice. But the whole point is that I'm torturing them. So
0: I taught a class once on Home Depot in the bedroom. Genius. It was just how to, you know, improvise with everything in there. And like, no matter what you walk in there and there have to be at least like three aisles that you're like, "Mm, there are toys. I could do something with this. And it's now, if people haven't thought about this, when they walk into Home Depot every time, they're going to walk by the ropes and the chains and every other
1: thing they're going to be like. Are you kidding me? Just go to doorknobs. Those are all butt plugs. How would I
2: not thought of this? I'm slipping. I'm a big fan of uh, the pet store in the bedroom. Like PetSmart as a sex toy <laughs> store. That's just got Ooh. so much weird, like... Stuff with collars that are fantastic. Oh, all these little toys I can like use as gags and stuff. Like all these various like choke chains and and things. And uh and then vet wrap. Vet wrap is amazing for bondage. You do have to go get yourself some medical shears for removal, but it's so easy. Is it you good don't for bondage to... tape slash cheaper than bondage tape? Uh, yeah, it's like bondage tape. I don't know if it's more or less expensive, but it adheres to itself really well. It's nice. stretchy, unlike bondage tape because it's designed to be a bandage right it sticks to itself really well you can use it to completely wrap someone frog their legs and arms if you like use it for impromptu cuffs it's amazing you just need to get yourself some like medical safety shears to take it off but it is my favorite bondage implement of all time
1: so now i'm picturing a squeaky toy being used for anal i would do that uh i'd pay for it
0: I'm also picturing it being used to like for puppy play because some people are into
2: being treated like a dog. That's the other thing. I I like puppy play stuff, so I've got an assortment of pet things. Are there masks too? I don't have the full mask. Uh, I do have the rubber butt plug tail, which uh, I like.
1: Oh, that's fun.
2: I am indeed a fan
0: of butt plugs with tails on them. I accept your judgment, people. Yeah,
2: well, a lot of nerds
1: like that. So (laughs) what you guys are saying is you can role play as the squirrel eating the taco shell. <laughs> and we could put you in a tree with the green screen, so this is all looping back together for the scene we're eventually going to create together.
2: <laughs> and then that squirrel tail would become my horcrux. Horcrux, yep. Yeah. We've tied it all together. We're geniuses. I think the
0: show is wrapped up. It has a bow on it. <laughs> we planned this, everyone. Yeah, we were that on top of our shit this week. That no, we weren't. I am never that on top of my
2: shit Alice's, though.
1: Thank God. (laughs) So, Riley, where can our listeners find more of you?
2: If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at RileyRayXXX. That's R-I-L-E-Y-R-E-Y-X-X-X. Or you can buy my femdom clips at IWantRileyRayez.com. And uh, if you keep track of me on social media, you can find out about my upcoming projects in both my education and... And in terms of my subscription, sexy stuff.
1: Awesome, and we'll link to all of that in the show notes. Uh, by the way, we do have some fantastic patrons to thank uh, this week because they did send you a fantastic mic, so we got some great quality audio. Thank you. This week, we want to thank Brent Holischak, Hamilton McDermott, Eris Knight, Graham Smallwood, Amanda and Bob Cole, John Wingle, Kyle Washington, Priest Pilot, Sam Montuf, Megan Hall, and so many others. And if you want to become a patron yourself, and by the way, we have at least 13, 13 episodes that you guys can listen to uh, as Patreons that are Patreon-only exclusive content. Just go to patreon.com slash Girls one mike
0: And y'all think I'm weird here. It gets way weirder on Patreon.
1: Yeah, we, we talk about stuff, stuff that's- We
0: let tales re- out of school spill. The tea, the tea at all, it all comes onto the counter in there.
1: So, and you could also find all of that at twogirlsonmike.com. on mic.com. By the way, uh, Yvette, where can our fantastic listeners find you?
0: Y'all can find me over at the Cybabe on Twitter and Instagram and at slash Cybabe and of course, cybabe.com where I deliver up science and a heaping boatload of snark. Alice, where can everybody find you?
1: Well, they can find me over at Twitter at Rational Blonde, uh, but of course, weekly on this podcast uh, by the way if you can't become a patreon that's fine uh guys leave us a comment share the podcast to all of your friends we love seeing uh what you say about us good bad the reviews
0: bring us so much joy
1: we mostly just care about the good ones fuck you if you give us a one star no i'm kidding <laughs> No, so please don't do that. Um, please, please don't. Uh, but guys, we do appreciate your support and we can't wait to see you again next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.